You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. OMG Yes asked thousands of people with vaginas what feels best for them, and they found the patterns. And I mean the intricate, detailed patterns. I have never heard or seen sex talked about in this way, and a lot of people call me an expert. Each technique they learned is brought to life in videos featuring regular people sharing from experience. You can get $5 off the newly released season two at omgyes.com slash sunny. Hey friends, welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals we have right here in the United States. This is episode 89 of American Sex Podcast, and I'm Sunny Megatron, my lovely co-host, co-educator, co-conspirator, and co-everything-in-life-er. It's Ken Melvoinberg. He's not here today. He's in Los Angeles this week, so it's just you and me, baby. American fuckers, I have got a special episode for you this week. And when I say it's just you and me, I mean it, like for the whole episode. So earlier this week, after logging onto my chastity management account and playing a few games at chance to give my locked up submissive more or less time in his cock cage, something dawned on me. I haven't seen any resource that gives comprehensive information on what exact tools to use for long distance BDSM or for long distance vanilla sexy time. I compiled a list myself a few years back of kink-specific online tools, and I talked about them briefly in some of my BDSM classes. But it wasn't a super complete list, and it wasn't a whole big thing. I toyed with actually compiling all of the information and getting more and doing more research and using that for an online class I would give to people that they could take for a fee. But I'm a softie, you know, and I really dig sharing information like this freely. It's valuable stuff. And also, while I'm great at managing other people's businesses, like I'm really good. I used to work on like multi-million dollar accounts. I am horrible at managing my own business. I know. I know that kind of attitude is going to bite me in the ass when I can't afford to pay my electric bill or something once again. But you know what? This is valuable information you need. And I really, really want to give it to you. If you listen and you find it valuable, I always welcome you to hop on over to our Patreon page and become a member. That's patreon.com slash American sex. And on that page, you'll also find a link to our podcast Amazon wish list because we got lots of stuff we still need and a link to our PayPal if giving a one time little gift or tip, just a tip, only a tip, just for a minute, see how it feels is more your style. Now, the information you're going to learn in this episode can be used for long-distance, ongoing, dominant, submissive relationships, for one-off BDSM scenes, for getting sexy with strangers online, or for just getting sexy with yourself online. Although quite a bit of the info I'm going to give you is related to kink, these resources absolutely are not just only for people into BDSM. Many of the tools and techniques you're going to learn about can be used by folks that fall more on the vanilla end of the spectrum too. So grab a pen, like seriously, grab a pen. There is a lot of info and specific links I'm going to be giving you. And although I'm going to do my best to put everything I talk about in our show notes for episode 89 at americansexpodcast.com. I have a feeling there's going to be lots of other stuff that comes up or things that you might want to jot down so you don't forget. But before we get down to the nitty gritty, I need to do a wee bit of housekeeping, namely this. It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. I want to give a big shout out to the folks that joined our Patreon family this week. Big, huge welcome and heartfelt appreciation to you, Jam and Frank, for becoming American Sex Podcast Patreon supporters this week. We appreciate it so much. And when I say we couldn't do this podcast without you and your support, I mean it. Like, seriously, take this episode as a perfect example. Yeah, I could put all the info I'm about to give you today behind a paywall and make you pay for it, but 
We're creators, educators, and pleasure advocates at heart. So your support allows us to just create and give what we create to anyone and everyone who needs valuable sexuality information. So if you're curious about Patreon, yeah, go on over to patreon.com slash American sex. And not only does your membership help support this show, you get awesome perks too, like extra full length episodes, American sex podcast stickers, and we're going to have some more new ones soon and you're all getting them. Uh, You may get a personal video grading, random surprises in the mail and a lot more. Okay, so before we get to this long distance stuff, I got to tell you one more thing about my friend and her amazing podcast. Dixie De La Tour is a sexual folklorist and creator of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Well, it's actually not just a podcast. It's it's fucking magic is what the hell it is. So Body started as a live stage show, and it still is a live stage show. In fact, there's a show in San Francisco this coming weekend. So for almost 12 years now, Body has featured true stories of sex, kink, body image, gender, and more to build community and bring people together. It's often dubbed the moth for pervs. The Body Storytelling podcast features stories told on stage at the live shows, and I'm telling you, it is so freaking good. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You might get a little turned on, you know. You probably will. And you might just discover some profound, beautiful little piece of life that you never realized existed. I cannot say enough about body storytelling and about Dixie. And it's also this week, it's Dixie's birthday. Technically, it's on Tuesday the 14th, but I'm sure she'll take birthday wishes any day of the week. I'm sure she'll take a birthday wish in December if you want to do that. Go on over to Twitter. She's body. That's at tag B-A-W-D-Y and wish Dixie the happiest of happy birthdays. And then listen to the trailer for the Body Storytelling podcast that I'm going to play at the end of this episode. And then consider this your birthday present to Dixie. Go on to your podcast feed, whatever you use, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever you listen to, and go listen to the Body Storytelling podcast because I am serious. It is pure magic. Okay, are you ready? Let's get on to long distance sexy time. All right, eager American fuckers, I know you've got your pen in your hand, you're eager to take notes, but before we dive into specifics, I want you to really consider what type of relationship that you might use these long-distance sexy time tools for. That's going to dictate how you use them and even which ones you're going to use. If you're having long-distance sexy time with someone you're in a relationship with, there are certain things that need to be discussed before you dive into this kind of online play. Like, how much time do you each have to engage virtually? And how much time do you need the other person to engage with you for you to feel valued in the relationship? You know, should it be your ritual, so to speak, to check in with each other every day, or maybe every week is sufficient. These things are really important. And you can avoid confusion and a lot of hurt feelings and misunderstandings in the future if you lay all these things out first. And remember, too, when it comes to a lot of online communication, especially stuff that's in writing, writing doesn't have the emotion and the facial expression you might see in person or on video. So that can further add to the confusion. So make sure you get all of that clear first. Now, secondly, if you're engaging in long distance BDSM, you need to have a solid understanding of BDSM negotiation. Yeah, you need to have the safe words. You need to negotiate your likes, your limits, and your desires. You need to do all the things that you would normally do before engaging in in in-person BDSM. And because a lot of long distance kink play has to be more psychological because you're not with each other physically, even more steps, extra steps need to be taken to make sure that you always have your partner's best interest at heart. Now, I'm not going to rehash all of BDSM 101. It's a lot, but I've got a couple of resources with you if you need a refresher, or maybe this is your first exposure. For the skinny on BDSM relationships and negotiation, I want you to go back and listen to episode 80 of American Sex Podcast. It's all about BDSM. And for more on 
the relationship and negotiation considerations of long distance stuff. The Kink Academy podcast that was released on November 18th, 2018, has a ton of very valuable information that serve as a great companion piece to the stuff that you're going to learn today. And yes, I will have those links to those two podcasts in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com, as well as I hope almost supposedly everything that I'm going to talk about, although I'm only human, I might miss one. So that's also why I want you to take notes. All right. So yes, by default, long distance kink and even vanilla long distance sex have to be of a psychological nature, right? You aren't in the same room with the other person. So that's what it's got to be. Besides, you know how they say, you know, the biggest sexual organ is the brain. Yeah, well, you're going to be using it now when you play online. Even when it comes to in-person BDSM, I consider the mind fuck to be more of an integral part of the experience as opposed to the physical fuck. And in my mind, the mind comes first. So here's an analogy that I often use, and this is taken from my BDSM 101, but this might give you uh, a bit of a different perspective than you're used to, and it might help in your online play. So I want you to think of a scene, a BDSM scene, like a roller coaster ride. And those of you who fall more on the vanilla end of the spectrum, you can still overlay your play in the analogy I'm giving you. So you're the dominant, right? You are the engineer of this roller coaster. And this roller coaster isn't necessarily first and foremost a physical roller coaster. It's more of an, an emotional, psychological, and mental roller coaster. And your submissive or the person you're playing with is your rider. So in order to engineer this roller coaster, you need to sit down and talk to them and get some specs, right? You have to find out, hey, do you like corkscrew turns? Do you like uh, dark tunnels? Okay, you hate the water splash thing. All right, cool. Um, and find out what they like and what they don't like, which, you know, it's BDSM negotiation. Then it's your job to go build that roller coaster. You're going to put it together according to their specs, but you might arrange the different things they like in an order where it feels like a surprise. You know, they might not know what's coming next. Like, is it going to be the corkscrew turn? Is it going to be the, the big dive? Okay, it's not going to be the water thing because I hate that shit. But you want them to start to feel like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not on a controlled ride Maybe this is more like a runaway car, right? You know that you have a beginning, middle, and end. You engineer this this roller coaster to their specifics, but you want them to feel that element of oh, what's going to happen next, oh, the suspense, oh, the adrenaline. So with that in mind, when you have a virtual experience with someone, yeah, there's no touching. It's all going to be mental unless you're touching yourself, right? So when it comes to domination, mental control is a very intense form of play. Some actually consider it edge play. Therefore, you need to negotiate your online play like it's a heavy duty psychological scene. Yeah. And the internet, that's actually a tool you're using, like a flogger or a sex toy. You know, think of the internet as your playroom or your dungeon. Lastly, it's important to remember that the goal of online play in the majority of instances is to have a shared experience together. You're building intimacy, you're fostering connectedness, and you're strengthening your trust with each other. The first tool I want to tell you about is called Team Viewer. Now, those of you who work in an office environment may have used a similar program. You know, if you've ever had computer issues, you call the help desk and you're like, hey, something's wrong with my computer. And then they're like, okay, well, I'm going to hook into your desktop remotely right now. Hold on a second. And you're going to see your cursor start to move. See, that's me. So that's what Team Viewer is. It's free to download. And once you and your partner download it, you're going to get a password and a PIN number. And then when you share it with your partner, that allows you two to connect to each other's computers. So in this scenario, just like our help desk example, 
one person takes control over the other person's computer, but both parties can see what's going on in the screen in real time. And the person who has their computer taken over, at any time, they can grab their mouse and take their cursor and take back control of their computer. TeamViewer has so many applications in a relationship sense. So, okay, if you're in a long-distance relationship, you can Netflix and chill together by watching the same movie on a shared screen. So if you're also using Skype or your telephone at the same time, you can talk to each other while you're watching too. And that doesn't just have to be Netflix. Yeah, you can watch porn together, which is really freaking hot. You can take turns reading erotica together, you know, like you read one paragraph, they read the next paragraph, you take turns reading aloud, and it gets really, really, really hot. You can use TeamViewer to shop for sex toys and browse all of the items together online in real time. By the way, don't ever buy your sex toys on Amazon. I will put a link in the show notes to an article I wrote about that. Shop with reputable sex toy dealers. All right. Anyway, totally different, totally different podcast. And by the way, TeamViewer isn't the only service like this. Netflix has a built-in watch feature. The newest version of Skype has a screen share feature. And Kate Sloan from the Dildorks podcast, if you don't know it, you should go listen. They told me about a TV watching service called Rabbit. That's R-A-B-B dot I-T. That's pretty good too. And a Google, quick Google search, you know, for screen sharing software is going to give you a bunch of other options too. One of the things I love using viewing services for is taking sex classes together. Kink Academy is an online library with over 2,000 videos from some of the top BDSM educators in the world. Ken and I did a couple series there. We did a humiliation series and an electric play series too. You can sign up for that at bit.ly slash kink academy. And yeah, that is an affiliate link, meaning if you sign up for Kink Academy with that link, and it's, it's like $19.99 a month and you get the whole library, then we get a little something too, and it helps support us and the podcast. There are other services like O School. That's free, but they have a very limited selection and offering of classes. And OMG Yes, our sponsor for this week's podcast. That's a great one. You can watch it together using screen sharing services just like this. So for BDSM, TeamViewer is absolutely amazing for those who are into humiliation. So you can take control of your partner's computer. So, and of course, when I'm saying humiliation, this is all consensual. You've negotiated, you know, that's that's assumed. That's a given that that's been done. Do it. So you go under their computer and you look at their browser history. You know, take special note of the porn that they watch. Uh, Maybe they enjoy something that they're a little bit embarrassed about. Oh, you can be like, you know, oh, you've been watching, you know, cross-dressing, dick-sucking sissies three, haven't you? And then they get kind of a little red. And then you go play it for them and you're watching it together and you're making commentary and they're getting red-faced, but they're also getting really, really horny and it's super hot. If you're into even more extreme control, and again, negotiation is a must on this, the dominant partner can set parental controls on the submissive's computer. So that means you can restrict them from watching porn, let's say, or using the computer at all until you decide that they've earned it. Findoms or financial dominance also use TeamViewer. They um, sometimes make purchases on behalf of their submissives. Now, side note here, though, this is kind of risky behavior and it can be considered illegal. It's definitely edge play, whether you're playing in a professional sense or whether you're playing in a lifestyle sense. And when you play this way, you're doing it at your own risk. And I'm going to say it once again, because I can't say it enough. Negotiation is so, so important if you choose to play this way. Here's another thing to consider when you're engaging in long distance BDSM. When you're the dominant, okay, it's much easier to operate within a reward framework as opposed to a punishment framework. So here's what I mean, and here's why. So this is long distance play, right? If you're like, okay, 
if um, you don't, you know, whatever it is, my mind's not creative, I'm going to make you stay off your computer and you haven't done I'm going to make you stick binder clips under your arms and do jumping jacks or I'm going to make you drink your own pee if if you don't, you know, worship me online Saturday night or whatever it is. You're long distance. They can be like, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. What What's in it for me, right? What's the motivation here? How are you going to make them do it? And it's also easier for them to lie. If it's something that you're not watching on cam, they can be like, oh, yeah, I did it. Sure. Even if they didn't, right? So you have more control and you both have more fun when you offer rewards for tasks completed instead of offering punishments for things that aren't done. For instance, if you use TeamViewer, you know, and you put parental controls on somebody's computer, your reward could be if they complete their assigned task or whatever it is you want them to do, you'll lift the controls for an evening and allow them to watch porn. You'll allow them to erase their browser history so uh, they don't get humiliated. Or that might actually be a punishment because they might want to be humiliated. But you know what I'm saying? It could even be something as simple as you're going to reward them with an evening of watching Game of Thrones together on TeamViewer. The next thing I'm going to talk about is more of a technique than a tool. You can use a number of the tools I'm talking about in this episode to carry out this technique, but exactly how you do it is entirely up to you. It's orgasm control. You can certainly practice with someone you don't have a long distance relationship with, right? You can even do it with yourself. You don't need a partner for orgasm control. So remember how we said the biggest sexual organ is the brain? Orgasm denial works because it psychologically ramps up your sexual desire to higher than average levels. Basically, it works on the principle of like, you know, when someone tells you you can't have something, that's when you really want it. Now, orgasm control isn't just the complete straight up denial of climax or the denial of all things sexual. It's more like extreme edging, and it has a very sexual component. If you haven't heard of the term edging, it's the practice of getting close to orgasm and then backing off and then getting close to orgasm and then backing off and doing this over and over and over again until you're going to explode. And most of the time, edging culminates into this explosive, huge orgasm. Most of the time, this type of play requires one partner to be in control and the other partner to follow the rules, which makes it perfect for BDSM dom sub play. Orgasm control can happen in one session or it can happen over the course of many hours, days, or even weeks. So long-term tease and denial scenario, I'll give you an example. It might look like this. You have a date with your partner on Friday night. Now, this could be just a Skype date that you have and you're completely long distance, or maybe you're having a a rare in-person meeting. You're the dominant in this scenario, okay? So you tell your partner they're not allowed to have an orgasm all week. Like, let's say it's uh, Sunday, right? They're not allowed to have an orgasm all week until you see each other on Friday. And then throughout the week, You send sexually teasing and tantalizing text messages to them. Um, Maybe you talk dirty with each other over the phone or over Skype. And of course, you're masturbating and you're letting them hear it. And, you know, oh, it's so exciting. Maybe you even let them touch themselves or instruct them to touch themselves, right? And it's called JOI, jerk off instruction. But then you have them stop just before they're going to blow. So, you know, you do do something maybe every, even every night, you send the message, go, go in the bathroom at work and rub yourself and take a picture, but don't come or whatever it is. So they're thinking about you all week. This is extended foreplay that lasts a week. And then when you see them on Friday, you don't let them come right away. No, you continue to either tease them in person or tease them over Skype or however you're meeting. And then finally, you have that explosive, intense orgasm pretty hot, right? This brings us to chastity and chastity management apps. So this is fun. If you're not familiar with chastity devices, they're often called cock cages. Basically, they're devices made out of metal, plastic, or silicone that encase the penis. They make erections painful, if not impossible, 
to achieve. They typically lock with a little padlock or built-in lock and a key. And the dominant partner who orders that submissive to go into chastity is often called the key holder. Someone can be in chastity for just a short time. Maybe it's an hour or two. Maybe you do it during a play session. Or maybe you have someone stay in chastity for days, weeks, months. I've even heard in extreme cases for years. Now, they do make chastity devices for people with vaginas. However, they're not nearly as long-wearing and good as chassis devices for people with penises. Vagina chassis devices are more kind of for show than actually for long-term wear and use. The chastity management software that I use is called Emlalock. It's E-M-L-A-L-O-C-K dot com. It's a chastity belt time delay key holding service. That's what they say on their website. And the description reads, free chastity belt time delay key holding with or without a key holder. Contains a voting section, lots of games like blackjack, bingo, slot machine, and more. To use Emla Lock, you need three things. You need a combination lockbox. Think of the lockbox, like the real estate lockboxes you get when um, you're having a house shown to you, or you go to Airbnb and they have that little combination lock with the four numbers with the key inside. So you need one of those. You need a webcam and a chastity device. You can put yourself in chastity alone or do this with a partner. So here's how it works. You are going to put the chassis device on and lock it up. Then you take that key, you put on a blindfold or make sure you're not looking at the real estate lockbox that you have facing the camera you have. So you go ahead, you set the combination, you take a picture of it. So like I said, you could be blindfolded. I do this with other partners. So what I do is I do it on webcam and I have them just like hold it up to the camera and I can tell them, you know, hey, it's the picture's blurry. You got to move up. So when you're doing it by yourself and you take a picture, I'm not sure how you make sure that the picture's not blurry because I would hate to get the picture of the combination. You can't read it. So doing it with someone else is, is helpful. So you go ahead, you take a picture of what the combination is, and then you scramble it, you lock up the key, you upload that picture to emlalock.com. So when your chastity session is over, and that could be, you know, I'm going to put you in chastity for two weeks, and I'm going to do it through the, the emlalock service. And there's nothing, you know, nothing you can do about it till two weeks. There's also a mechanism, if there's an emergency, you can get the combination from Emlalock. Um, I always worry about like, what if these websites go down? So if you're playing with a partner, I always encourage like have the partner also keep a copy of that picture themselves or what the combination is just in case I don't trust technology. But that would be horrible if like all these people around the world were locked in their chassis devices because Emlalock went offline. Anyway, God forbid that won't happen. So the cool thing on Emlalock is you can when you set up the chassis session, there are all these options. You can say, let my submissive play games of chance like blackjack and, you know, all sorts of fun little things to lessen their chastity time. So you can say like, hey, if they win a game of or a hand of blackjack, they can get up to, you know, five hours off of their time of chastity. You can also let other people, you can let strangers play games of chance and up or lower their chassis. So like if you win, you get five hours, but if you lose, maybe you get five hours added on. It's a really, really fun service. I encourage you to go to emlalock.com if chassis is something you're into and make an account. It's free. Just check it out and see all of the different combinations you can do. It's a lot of fun. There are also some Emlalock alternatives out there. Like there's one that's an app for your phone called Chasty Key, C-H-A-S-T-I-K-E-Y. And there's a bunch of others too. Now, I've only used Emlalock, so I can't vouch for some of these other ones. But if you Google Emlalock alternatives, you're going to find a bunch more. So that real estate lockbox thing, that's a new twist, huh? 
I really like playing with various forms of lockboxes. Now, when you do the real estate lockbox, those are pretty secure. They're hard to break into. Yeah, you can have a sledgehammer on hand just in case something happens, but it's going to be difficult. There are also what's called kitchen safes or kitchen timers. They basically look like Tupperware boxes that have a digital readout and timer on the top. And what they originally invented for was like, your kid wants a snack after dinner, and you're going to put the M&Ms in this box, and it's not going to go off until eight o'clock or whatever. But you can lock all sorts of things. You can lock chastity keys in there. Okay, so here's one thing that I used to do. I used to have um, a submissive that I would put in chastity, not all day, but every night or at certain times. So I would have them lock up, put the key in a kitchen safe like overnight or for short term. I want to say they go like two days or something. They don't go very long. And then I would have them take a video of it. The cool thing about the kitchen timer box is that they're plastic. They're actually pretty flimsy. So if there's an issue and you need to get something out of it, you can just like hit it with a hammer and it's done. Yeah, you've wasted the money you spent on it, but they're not that expensive. And you can go on amazon.com and get what you need. Another great way to make sure as a key holder that your submissive keeps their key safe and sound is ice. So have them drop their key in an ice cube or just you know a little jar or glass or whatever that you fill with water, you put it in the freezer and if there's an emergency, they can you know stick in the microwave or put it in hot water or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if you want to microwave the key. That's probably not a good idea. So stick in hot water. And if you're like, but wait a minute, what if they just unfreeze the key, unlock themselves, jack off to all abandon, and then freeze it back together, and I'll never know. So what you do, this requires a webcam, so go on Skype or whatever. What you do is you get food coloring. And you make them swirl food coloring into the water so it makes a pattern and you have them sh- you know, take a picture of it or show it to you. So then when it's time for them to unlock, you have them show you, okay, show me that block of ice with the key in it. Does it have the same swirl? Oh, it doesn't, you bad boy. And then now we're using a punishment framework, but it's warranted at that point. But think of some of the ways that you can use these lock boxes and, and safes and whatnot and heck, even ice to keep things from your submissive. You know, maybe they're on keto and you hide the carbs in a kitchen safe. Who knows? But there's lots of applications. Some people even use them for self-bondage. Now, this gets a little risky, though. I'm going to say this is like, mm, so let's say you're on cam with somebody and it's it's your, you know, your partner or maybe you're a pro Dumb that does online domination. Who knows? Whatever you're using it for, right? The person can, I don't know, handcuff themselves or lock other things up and lock those keys in the safe. But I gotta, I gotta give a huge warning when it comes to self bondage. Yeah, you can go online. There are self hog tie sets. There are all sorts of self bondage contraptions, but that can be really dangerous. Bondage can be dangerous as it is. Sometimes you maybe tie someone too tight or put their hands above their head and they have a low blood pressure moment and they pass the hell out. If nobody's there, that's an issue. If there's a fire, that's an issue. So if you're going to play like that, I have a couple of suggestions. One, make sure that that person isn't alone in the house. Maybe you have a phone number of a roommate that's there. And if you're camming with that person, you can be like, oh, look, go in there quickly. Or um, do the bondage more kind of for show, you know, make sure that the submissive who's tying themselves up, it's really, they can get out really easily. You know, take those safety scissors and tie them on a string and tie them to their wrists to make sure that you can cut quickly. Again, self-bondage by yourself on cam is risky, but it is a thing that some people do. OMGYes.com is a website about women's sexual pleasure. When it comes to actual ways people with vulvas touch themselves or ways partners touch them, there's a lot of myths out there. OMG Yes decided to conduct the first ever large-scale scientific research interviewing over 20,000 women ages 18 to 95 about what actually feels good 
and why. What they found was, of course, individual preferences vary, but there's also lots of shared techniques, kind of like ingredients people combine in different ways for more pleasure and better orgasms. The site has short videos of women sharing and showing these techniques. Yes, it's explicit, but the videos are comfortable, like friends sharing recipes or travel tips. Researchers from UI School of Medicine found that 95% of women experience pleasure in a way that felt new a month after using OMG Yes. Season 2 just came out, and it's all about penetration and ways people make penetration more pleasurable. Only 18% of people with vaginas orgasm from regular in-and-out penetration. But there are other penetration techniques that lead to orgasm for over 75% of people. Watching the videos on OMG Yes, you'll get more clear on the things you like, and you'll discover things that you never even thought of. Check out the newly released Season 2 at omgyes.com slash sunny and get $5 off. Yes, that's omgyes.com slash s-u-n-n-y. You know how your doctor or your therapist or your personal trainer or even your friends are like, man, you got to reduce your stress. And you're like, yeah, right. If we're only that easy, right? You're stressing me out by even asking me that. Can you just stop, please? Fact of the matter is stress is a worldwide epidemic. We're working longer hours. We're inundated with the constant news cycle and we're more connected than ever before. I've been trying to reduce my stress for years and nothing works. Well, until about six weeks ago, Ken and I both started using Calm, and we've partnered with them too. Calm is the number one app to help you reduce your anxiety and stress and help you sleep better. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it. I've told you before about the sleep stories and the music and the meditations. They've all been helpful. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been really diving into their masterclasses. My kids are thankful that I listened to the Conscious Parenting Masterclass and the Breaking Bad Habits one is so awesome. I'm about to listen to it again. And yeah, I do have some bad habits and I bet you do too. And you can take care of some of those by heading over to calm.com slash sunny, S-U-N-N-Y. You'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription. Yep, you'll get all the stuff I mentioned and more. And you know what else? You'll get better sleep. You'll feel more balanced. Maybe you won't yell at your kids so much because you took that masterclass. So go on and do it right now before you forget. American Sex Podcast listeners get 25% off a Calm Premium subscription at calm.com slash sunny. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash sunny. And by the way, that's not going to last forever. So get this deal quick. Do it. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash sunny. Hey, I want you to get calm and stop stressing. The next thing I want to talk about is utilizing writing in your long distance play. Now, this can be suitable for kinky or vanilla folks alike. Now, the first thing is journaling. I love, as a dominant, having submissives journal for me. I'm a very psychological, mental player, and one of my goals is to help make my submissives more self-aware, more sure of themselves, and an overall happier people. I want to leave them better than when I first found them. My journal assignments tend to be a bit more like therapy. You know, this week, uh, we'll talk about three ways that baggage from your past relationships is holding you back or, you know, something like that. But when it comes to journaling, you can assign anything. You know, your personal style is your personal style. It could be, tell me about your biggest fantasy or tell me about the best scene you ever had and what made it so wonderful or the best sex you ever had. Now, remember, as dominance, if you're doing this in a BDSM scenario, you can get a lot of creative ideas for your own scenes from your submissive by listening to them recounting things like this. Google Docs is a great resource for this. Just Google Drive in general. There's docs or spreadsheets. There's all sorts of things, right? Google Sheets, for instance. I love spreadsheets. I think it's like a legit fetish of mine. I had one submissive that I had complete control over, you know, their social schedule, their eating habits, when they got up, when they exercised, etc. And we set weekly goals that they had 
to satisfy. And that's how they earned getting out of chastity, by the way. There's that reward framework. See, see, I do it. So they made a color-coded, beautiful spreadsheet, and it was a daily sheet with little tabs, and they filled it out by 10 p.m. every night to recap their day. And then I knew by 10 p.m. I could go look and keep track. And then, you know, by Friday, we'd tally everything up and we'd see if if getting out of chastity was a thing. It was awesome. You can also use Google Docs to write erotica for each other. You know what's hot? When you're writing together and you can see the person typing as you're typing in Google Docs, there's something about that that just whoo. Now, additionally, Google Docs is also great for negotiations, for contracts, and those sorts of things too. You know, when you talk about things in person, you can forget, but when you write them down, they're there in stone. Another great website when it comes to writing and reading is Literotica. It's a huge archive of amateur erotica. You can upload some of your own stories there that you've put on Google Docs, or you can read erotica to each other on Skype or TeamViewer or whatever you choose to use. For those into BDSM, writing can also be a punishment or a way to earn a reward. One thing I do with my real-time submissives is make them write lines, you know, like, I will not jerk off unless I have permission 500 times or whatever it is. And if you're long distance, that's a problem because if you make someone do that on the computer, how do you know they're not copy pasting, right? Well, you use write forme.org. It manages your online writing, or I guess it's typing in this case. It penalizes you if you make mistakes. It doesn't let you copy paste. And for those into solo BDSM, there's also public tasks that you can search for and complete too. So speaking of solo BDSM, there's a number of sites that don't require a partner at all to use. One is called onesubmissiveact.com. You can do a number of things on this website. You can be assigned an act of submission by a stranger or a partner that you select. You can submit a request as a dominant for submissives to complete. And again, it could be a stranger or someone you request Or the third thing, which is kind of cool, if you're a switch, you can start a switch game with a partner or a stranger and try to dominate each other. Now, when you first log into the site, it asks you a billion questions about your limits and your desires. So you don't get matched up with something or someone that isn't your cup of tea. And just like with any other scene, you are free to revoke your consent at any time and stop play. FapRoulette.co is another one that's geared more towards people with penises and those who tend to have anywhere from just a teeny bit of submissive in them to a lot of submissive in them. The site allows you to generate a FAP session based on your specification, or you can request something completely randomized. And there's almost 4,000 FAP Roulette scenarios that you can get on the site, and they're all unique. Now, to give you an example of some of the titles of the FAP Roulettes, there's Task in Your Room, What May I Wear Today, Butt Plug Challenge, Becoming a Sissy Roulette, Come Walk Roulette Even Better. I'm not sure what that is. But you can choose the roulettes by categories and like choose the different options. And there's there could be Sissy, uh, Blowjob, Anal, Denial, uh, Bukkake, panties. There's a bunch. And each of the categories caters to a unique kink, you know, like come lovers, come play, etc. Now I am going to just randomly pull up a session and I'll tell you what it is. Okay, so this is risky door fap. So you get a thing of dice and it's basically a menu. And you can choose from easy to medium, hard, extreme. And if it says if you're a female, anal or vaginal plus butt plug. If you're a male, anal plus chastity or anal plus jack off. And basically, you are masturbating by the door and by the roll of the dice, like, okay, if you roll a one, the door is closed and locked. But if you roll a six, the door is opened with a 12 centimeter gap between the door and the frame. And there's, you know, everything from you can roll from one to nine on there, one to 10. Uh, and then it, there you roll a dice to see what's outside the door. You roll a dice to see what position you're going to be in. You roll a dice to see how the duration. And then like there's a vulnerability roll. So one is wear a gag. Two is tie your ankles together. Three is tie your wrists together. You know, that sort of thing. So that's 
kind of fun. And then it tells you how you can customize it or if you're unhappy with your role, how you can roll again without cheating. So that's pretty damn neat. Another site along similar lines is fapinstructor.com. It's an interactive JOI, which is jerk off instruction site. And you can do this alone or you can do it on screen share with your partner on Skype with your partner. And it uses Tumblr style clips to uh, facilitate your FAP session. And I'm, I'm pulling it up here. When you go in, you can choose all sorts of things like, you know, do you want GIFs and pictures and videos for your visual? How long do you want the, you know, the minimum and maximum game time? The preset is minimum five minutes, maximum 20 minutes. Uh, your orgasm, do you, are you allowed a final orgasm? Are you denied the final orgasm or is it ruined? And, you know, there's all this or post-orgasm torture if you want to add that on and advanced orgasm stuff and advanced edging stuff and different types of strokes and all sorts of things. Or you can just hit random and do it. It's pretty cool. A few other sites that are along similar lines. There's one milovana.com. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. And sex scripts, which is a weird ass long web address that I will put in the show notes for this episode. And that basically is a similar thing, but you actually download these scripts onto your computer. I'm a little weary about downloading anything, but that's an option. Whether you're into kink or not, sexy time tends to be the most fun when it emphasizes creativity and play. One way to enjoy your time with someone in a virtual sense is by literally playing. You know, it could be, hey, which toy should I use on myself while you watch? Instead of just having you pick, let's pull up a random dice generator or random card generator on the internet that can help us decide. You can also create your own Wheel of Fortune style wheel on wheeldecide.com. So basically, you get this wheel that looks like Wheel of Fortune or was that boop, 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 with Drew Carey, what, uh, uh, spay and neuter your animals with Bob Barker. What the fuck? Oh, price is right. Okay. <laughs> kind of like price is right. So you fill in each slot of the wheel with whatever you want. It could be like, you know, spake yourself 10 times for me or, you know, um, masturbate to orgasm while I watch or if you're into financial domination, you owe me 20 bucks or whatever it is. So oh, and by the way, here's a tip for pros, you can take these wheels and actually embed them on your own website. So if you do, you know, telephone or video domination, or maybe you're a cam performer, you can use this wheel as a basis for some creative virtual scenes with your callers and viewers. So far, I've been talking about repurposing quite a few mainstream tools for sexy things. And obviously not fap roulette, you know, that's meant for jerking off. But things like Skype, Google Docs, TeamViewer. I have to remind you that those services aren't always secure or safe. Most folks don't care about that, but I'd rather you make informed decisions about what you're doing online than you know, find that out the hard way. Since Sesta Fosta, and if you don't know what Sesta Fosta is, go back and listen to episode 36 of American Sex Podcast with Kitty Stryker because it's a whole big thing. But anyway, since Sesta Fosta, a little over a year ago, mainstream services have been really cracking down. I know folks that have had their Google Drives completely disabled for using it for dirty purposes. Yeah, some had videos and pictures on there, um, but others were colleagues, you know, and they only use it to write sex articles for, you know, Healthline or, you know, whatever. They they weren't titillating or, or and sex work or anything like that. So you need to know that using Google Drive as a risk, it's a very small risk, but it's a risk. You might want to open a separate Gmail account for your play stuff and your dirty stuff, and then keep a backup of everything you have on there. You know, as you know, people also get hacked. So if your Google account gets hacked and you have dirty pictures on there, who knows? So you may not want to keep stuff on there at all. So the same thing goes for Skype. So using Skype for any type of adult activity is technically against their terms of service and your account could be shut down. Does that mean the people at Skype are randomly viewing your private video calls? I don't know. Maybe, you know, just like anything else on the internet, it's not 100% secure. So I want you to know that. 
colleague of mine, Dr. Liz Powell, recently told me about Signal. It's a cross-platform encrypted messaging app that allows you to send one-on-one group messages. And that could be files, voice notes, images, videos, etc. And it also has video call capability. I haven't personally used this, but I've heard great things about this, not only from Dr. Liz, but from other people as well. So if you're worried about security, I highly suggest you look into using something like Signal. Now, I'm not a security expert by any means, not at all. But if you want to know more about staying safe on the internet while you do sexy things, or if you're into sex work or whatnot, I highly recommend you look at the writings of Violet Blue, who is an expert in all of this stuff. Another messaging app that I'm hearing all of the millennials talk about, I know I have to get hip to to all of this stuff, it's Marco Polo. It's a messaging app that's kind of like WhatsApp, which I haven't used either. (laughs) I know nothing. Grandma needs to know more of the internet. Um, But I've heard Marco Polo described as like video walkie talkies, but you don't have to talk to each other in real time to exchange messages. You can send and receive messages whenever you choose. And yeah, it's not a sexy time app like all this other stuff we're repurposing, but you can certainly use it that way. Now, when it comes to sex toys, it's not just, hey, watch me use this vibrator on cam. There are toys you can use for virtual play where the other person can control it. The toys by the company Lovence, they are app controlled via smartphone from anywhere in the world. And Lovence is actually a brand that cam performers use quite a bit as well. They make external vibrators, butt plugs, prostate toys, they have a wand, they have all sorts of stuff. And they are my personal remote control toy of choice. They're powerful, the batteries are long lasting, and I very rarely have connectivity issues with Lovence toys. A full charge is going to last you about an hour, hour and a half, depending on, you know, if you're using it on high the whole time or, you know, varying it. And there's a tip I have for you. If you want to go longer than that, some of the Lovence toys, not all of them, but some of the Lovence toys still work while they're being connected to the charger. So go ahead and get one of those external chargers like you use for your cell phone when you're out all day and you know you're going to run out of your battery. Get one of those, stick it to the toy, maybe stick that uh, battery pack in a waistband so you have it on and you can move around. And that toy can go for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, Again, though, not all toys do it. I know the butt plug does. I know a couple of the toys do do it. So test your toy out before you count on that functionality. WeVibe. I love WeVibe. They also make quite a few app-controlled toys, too. And a lot of people I know prefer the WeVibe toys over the Lovence toys. There's a caveat for that. I'll get to it in a minute. But I just want to reiterate how much I love WeVibe's products. They are intense. They are of excellent, impeccable quality. I love the shape and the design. In fact, I just got the WeVibe Moxie like a week ago. It is a panty toy. And I it is the only panty toy I found that actually works. It has a magnet in it, so it stays in place in your underwear. It's also app controlled. I haven't used it with the long distance app yet, but it is really powerful and I'm really digging it. And you're going to hear more about it soon. This is not a sex toy review, so I will move on. Um, I have issues with connectivity with WeVibe toys. Now, granted, it's been about a year since I've tried to connect remotely with a WeVibe toy, so maybe things have changed. But it's interesting because when I talk to other people, they're like, oh, I have problems with the Lovence toys, not the with the WeVibe toys always work for me. So I don't necessarily think it's the toy. It could be my cell phone carrier. It could be, you know, what area I am in, in my region or my country, how far I am from the cell phone tower. There's all sorts of different variables. So I don't want to say across the board that one, you know, Lovence is better than WeVibe or WeVibe is better than Lovence. Just know that your mileage may vary depending on other factors outside of the sex toy. Now, cool thing about some of these remote toys is that you can play with strangers who, I mean, I'm not gonna say who doesn't, because there's some people that don't, but a lot of us like that, like risky stranger sex, you know, I don't know your name. It's, oh, it's hot. But we're not going to go out and do that in real life because I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't want I don't want to end up in 14 different garbage bags spread across the countryside, right? But with these remote control toys, I can fuck a stranger 
at the drop of a hat. You know, you hop onto FetLife or a number of adult forums. It could be a swinger website. It could be even Reddit has adult forums. You go cruising for somebody to play with you. Now, this is the perfect opportunity to have that hot stranger sex without any of the risk. Once you find someone, you give them your username, you have fun, you connect with each other, and then you're done. You, you just, you know, bloop, you drop their username off your thing. I'm never talking to you again. And that's, that's about it. Now, speaking of hot stranger sex, there is more. What about a virtual orgy? If you watch my television show, Sex with Sunny Megatron on Showtime, we featured a virtual orgy on episode five. I have an article on my website detailing how to set up the virtual orgy, and I'm going to link that in the show notes so you have all the details. But the nutshell version is this. You meet people online like you would finding a stranger for your sex toy app, right? You got to kind of do the hard work, whether it's on FetLife or Reddit's adult forums, swinger sites like Cassidy, uh, Swing Lifestyle, Swing Zone Central, that, that sort of thing. Those could be really good places for you to look. Again, you got to do the organization, the legwork. You got to meet the folks. You got to set the time. You got to organize everything. You pick a video conferencing platform of your choice. Exchange usernames for some of your app-controlled toys because you can do the toys too. Uh, Get that battery pack if your toy supports it and have fun. And if you're online trying to meet folks organizing this orgy and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they just think you're a weirdo and, you know, trolling for who knows what. Link to link my article to them or link episode five, season one of Sex with Sunny Megatron. Have them watch it on demand on their Showtime, you know, browser thing. So they know you're not talking shit like this is a thing. And if they see an actual visual working representation of what an online orgy can entail, they might go, oh, wow, that was really hot. Let me get a few friends. And we're gonna do that. Okay. So this has been a lot of information. Uh, Again, I'm going to Put what I can in the show notes. I hope you also took notes as well. And hopefully this is enough to help you get your creative juices flowing, you know, breathe a little new life into your long distance relationship or your virtual power exchange or even just your solo play or your like hot internet stranger play, whatever it is. Now, by all means, my advice, my experiences, they aren't the end all be all. It's not like, well, I know everything on the internet now. Done. No, not at all. Technology is constantly evolving. I am not the most brilliant people in the world. And you know what? Creative minds know no bounds. So you might know a stuff that I don't know about. And if you have a suggestion, for, you know, hey, what about this sexy website? You didn't mention it. Or what about that? Or how about this scenario? I am going to start a Reddit thread. We have a subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash American sex podcast. So you can list your sexy website, your, you know, play idea or scene idea, long distance tool, that sort of thing. Come on over drop all your gems. We'll share. Maybe you'll meet people to have an online orgy with. Who knows where this can go? Um, But come on over. And please, if you got helpful information from this episode, if you're like, oh my God, this like totally sparked my creative. I never realized I could do this with TeamViewer, Google Docs or whatever. Please share it with somebody. That's what I ask of you. Share this episode with a partner. Share it online. You know, go on Twitter, tweet about it. Put it in your Insta stories, uh, link to it on Facebook, whatever it is. All of that is actually very helpful for us. It helps our podcast grow because we can't advertise anywhere. So you're kind of like our advertising. Let people know. And, you know, of course, if you want to pop by Patreon and, you know, give us a little something, something, join our membership site, and then you get a little something, something too. It's patreon.com slash American sex. And uh, yeah, don't forget to stick around. I have the trailer for body storytelling coming right up. Have fun online. Go do all of the things with all of the people consensually. Of course, I'll talk to you next week, you awesome, creative, virtual American fuckers. Bye. I am sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, the creator and host of Body Storytelling, the podcast and the original sex and storytelling series. It's a sphinctacular podcast featuring fascinating true stories of sex, kink, gender, body image, stories like these. And then we changed positions and now I'm sucking off Spock. 
while Captain Kirk rolls around and I get spit roasted. So it hit me square in the mouth. And my very first thought was, pineapple. The whole thing is an orgasm, but I'm just very mindful of, I'm shitting on his balls. Oh my God, I'm shitting on his balls. We're in the dark room, our towels fall away. We grab each other's hard cocks. I've got a man's cock in my hand for the first time and the space-time continuum is not unraveling. They call us the moth for pervs, so if you want to hear true stories from real people who might also be queer, polyamorous, trans, swingers, dominatrixes, furries, really anybody with a butthole, listen to the Body Storytelling Podcast at bodystorytelling.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex. American Sex.